I clear my throat, it's still sober with John Rabin. Hello everybody, it's uh, episode 185, um, posting on January 19th, 2022. I once again have uh, not, uh, let's see, 2021, let's edit that to 2022. Okay. (laughs) Every week, every week I can't, uh, it's, I don't know, maybe in February I'll start getting it right. Uh, I hope you're doing all right. Hope everybody's, uh, if you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. Um, I'm, so my, you know, my wife has got her headphones in and her, the, the bedroom door is shut. And yet I still feel the need to record this podcast this evening at a level to not wake essentially everybody else in the household. That's two cats, a dog, and my wife. And they're all taking a nap or resting in some form. And uh, two of them in this room. We'll, we'll see how long the dog lasts. Um, he tends, if, if there's too much noise, I don't know if he picked that up from me or if the fact that we're both aging that it's like, ah, it's chaotic. It's too noisy. I don't want to be in here. I'm going to leave. And it's like, I, I get it. I've, I've never related more to a dog than when he's anxious about too much shit going on. <laughs> it's just like, ah, ah, I want it calm. And I'm like, me too. Me too. Uh, if you've never listened to this podcast before, welcome, question mark. Uh, I do this on occasion. And when I say on occasion, I've maybe done this once before. So I'm going to do it again, which is um, to do a, an anti-commercial. Because there are no sponsors. I don't have a sponsor to this podcast, but uh, I do have a gripe about a sponsor. Um, so I thought I would talk shit. So uh, this podcast is not brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh. Everybody keeps talking about it on all the podcasts. All the podcasts seem to, you know, HelloFresh has podcast money that they're spreading around. Um, what, What they don't tell you is that HelloFresh loves doing marketing. They Their overt marketing is uh, is obnoxious. It's as difficult to cancel a subscription to HelloFresh as it is to cancel cable. And turns out that if you decide to go into your account because you're considering reactive, if you if you have somehow been successful enough to cancel HelloFresh. But maybe in this example, for uh, I'll say, uh, you're worried about food shortages or the, the restocking at, at the grocery store is slower because of uh, shortages with the uh, delivery uh, drivers, um, truck drivers. Um, so, but it's kind of a concern to you that, that there might be a shortage that week. So you're like, hmm, maybe... Maybe I might want to consider, let me look at the the menus on HelloFresh and you log into your account 
it'll automatically reactivate your account apparently when you want to look at stuff. I don't know if it's just confusing or if it does it automatically, but it reactivates your account and then doesn't give you an option to not choose pork because maybe you don't want pork or you're allergic to pork. Not too late. It's already reactivated. They're going to send you a box. And also, they're going to send it to your old address because they didn't give you an option to edit it. It's just, nope, your account's reactivated and that's it. There's a box on the way. What the fuck, man? Also, they auto email any referrals that you've done in the past whether they've accepted it or not, they resend out those referrals without you saying so. Because which, and it's got to make you think, is this a good service? Is this good food? Why are they trying so hard? Why do they, why does every podcast advertise for them? They're just, they're just throwing out money. Are they dying is this a last-ditch effort to to keep their investors happy? It's like, oh, look, growth, you know, it's, it's, we're not actually making any money because we're spending all the money on advertising um, and, uh, and annoying everyone uh, for mediocre food. It's like, uh, we're making it convenient for you to, so you don't have to, you know, what, without moving, Google on your phone a recipe See those things, pull up your the app to your grocery store, add those items on your shopping list, and then just go pick it up and do it. We take care of that for you by packaging all this food and stuff that, sa- that they say is recyclable, but you have to go through four to five different steps to enter out the, pro- the stuff, the packing that keeps the food cold that isn't recyclable. So you got to cut open the bag empty out the product into trash, but then the bag you can recycle because that's going to save the planet. Hey, how about you not uh, use up so much plastic? I mean, suddenly it's, it's, it's up to me to save the planet. Why don't you not fucking make so much of it, so much of their packaging? Uh, anyway, it's HelloFresh. To be fair, we did get the food and uh, we cooked one of the meals tonight and it was, uh, here's here's the, okay, so how the company is run and the marketing and everything else, I give it a big thumbs down. Here's my uh, review of the food. It's edible. You can eat it. It's fine. HelloFresh. HelloFresh. Are you still scared of going outside because of COVID? Two years later, are you still scared? Why don't you overpay us for basic bitch <laughs> ingredients? Uh, all right. Thank you. That's my little rant part. I just... Uh, it's been a good week if, I, if, if it's down to HelloFresh and who I can complain about. If that's who I'm pissed off about is HelloFresh, you know it's been an okay week for me. That's, that's more or less the, the gist of everything. Oh, hey, so you may remember that a few weeks ago we did uh, spite resolutions. Well, I wanted to give you an update on my, my spite resolution. And uh, for those of you new, 
a spite resolution is a New Year's resolution, but done just to throw it in the face of people who can't keep their resolutions out of spite. And because it's because spite can be a good motivator. I don't know. And maybe you get a good habit out of it. It's an experiment I'm trying. And uh, and I haven't given up on my uh, resolution, which was to do pull-ups one day, push-ups the next, you know, for six days, you know, alternating six out of seven days every week. And I've had to put it on hold because I injured the one part of my body that is required, you know, that is heavily relied upon in doing pull-ups and push-ups, and that's my fucking wrist. I was riding my scooter, the moped, dirt bike, scooter, hybrid of some kind. It's like, hey, this is a scooter, but it's manly. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's, it looks cool. It's almost a motorcycle. It's not a motorcycle, but it looks kind of like one. People who drive by you will think that it's a motorcycle until it's too late. And by that time, you're gone, and so you won't be able to see them judge you for riding a scooter. Anyway, I had the most ridiculous fall on my scooter because of a really slick street, and I was going super slow. So it was just kind of a—it was more embarrassing than anything, right? It's just kind of when you slow-mo, you know, like, what— Really? And you're just kind of like, ugh. And I even, like, rolled out of the scooter in slow motion. It was just, like, it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. Nothing hurt, except for my pride. So I got back up on the scooter, made sure everything was fine. This was going to work. I got to work, went through work, half half the day, nothing. And then somewhere about, then like four hours later, I'm halfway through my work, my work shift my shoulder and back start kind of hurting and then my wrist really starts hurting and so it's which is a nice reminder of like oh hey who's getting older and can't just bounce back from something lame me me so uh, so I wore like I I Tape, you know, bandaged, bandaged it up, wrapped it for a couple of days and kind of taking it easy and all that stuff uh, because I'm just, I'm notorious for re-aggravating uh, injuries or, or, and addictions. I like to re-aggravate an addiction um, in the past. It's just, it's historically, it's what I do. So I'm really, one of the benefits of being married is, is having, um, Somebody who, uh, an account, accountability partner who's like, hey, don't fucking do that. Take it easy. How's your wrist? Is it okay? Are you not doing anything on it? Are you taking it easy at work? Are you not lifting heavy? Th- Are you letting the younger people lift things so that you don't lift it? Yes, dear. But it's working. I have been taking it easy. But, of course, it it's... It's the one thing that I can't fucking do the thing that I'm I'm wanting to work out. So I just like doing stretching and like like really wussy ass like exercises just to you know say ah oh, it's I'm technically exercising. It's not the ones that I want to do, but you know my wife says I have to take it easy. Yeah, so that's what's going on with me. 
Um, so I think I'm going to keep this episode shorter than normal due to the everybody sleeping. Um, I wanted to... I don't... You know, I haven't uh, made an official... Because I normally I would title this episode um, HelloFresh Sucks, just to really drive it home. Um, but I, you know, I would rather the um, hyperactive marketing uh, people in HelloFresh to not immediately be able to file, find it in the title and go, what's the matter? And then just spam my email with, with more marketing. Um, so I'll just hide it in the description, I guess. But uh, I did come up with something that I wanted to mention. And I've, I've mentioned bits and pieces here over the over the years of doing this and I just wanted to just let you know because I don't you know it's every issue is complicated so the issue of drug addiction and overdoses and fentanyl specifically fentanyl the issue with fentanyl is complicated and can't you know and like everything else there's there's no just uh, easy fix. However, I have a solution to uh, to at least fight it. Because what they're doing right now is the same thing that they that they that they've always done. Um, you know, the war on drugs is now the war on fentanyl, which is basically when they get, you know. When they when they clamp down on a dealer who's dealing in a product that's tainted with fentanyl or, or whatever, then they throw the book at them. And this, you know, making longer sentences and harsher penalties never works on curbing something. Take it from me with three DWIs. They kept ramping up. You know, ramping up penalties for DWIs, uh, people still drive home drunk because it's cheaper than getting even an Uber. You know, that nobody thinks about the oh my god, if I get caught, you know how much it'll it'll cost. Nobody thinks that about that. So it's it's a it's not it's not a good solution. You can do that by all means, even though what ends up happening is you prosecute a dealer who didn't know the product that he's got that he's selling that he's slinging has fentanyl in it because the dealer doesn't make it you know he's a lower level mid-level doesn't know there's fentanyl in it you know so it's like okay oh well that'll stop dealing eh, nothing stops drug dealing um you know what'll stop drug dealing demand if you can get everybody to stop doing drugs people will stop dealing drugs Good luck with that. So, I'm just gonna I'm gonna solve the issue for you. All right, and this is you know if I ruled the world, this is uh, what I would do. It's not gonna solve the problem, but that makes for a catchy title. John Rabin solves the fentanyl problem. Okay, here's what you do. You're. You need to tackle addiction, and you need to tackle the uh, the issue of fentanyl uh, tainting drugs. 
And people don't like this step because it's the same thing as providing clean needles to prevent uh, the spread of disease um, through using dirty needles. They think, you know, conservatives think that uh, by providing clean needles, you're encouraging them to continue to, to do drugs instead of the reality, which is that they're going to do drugs whether you like it or not. So you might as well make things safer so that they don't keep putting themselves in, in, in harm's way. So the same thing is, is this. You provide, since we're just throwing money at things and giving money away, use the money, you know, government money to generate and provide tentinal, uh, fentanyl testing strips. Or just have more people that are that are selling uh, test strips. Oh, it's a spam risk. Yeah, it's the only person that calls me is spam risk. That guy just won't leave me alone. Um, and he calls from different numbers. That guy, spam's such an asshole. Anyway, so that's what you do. Invest in. You know, there needs to be more, they need to provide more, you know, affordable fentanyl testing strips that work. Um, Make sure that there aren't companies that are, that are just putting out shit that doesn't work just for a quick buck. Uh, Provide them, I don't know, provide them for sale for, for really, really cheap at head shops. Uh, And, you know, where people buy their, their fake weed and all that shit. Um, just so that it's available. A lot of people won't use it, but there are some people that just like to have a good time. You need to just have that, you need to force it on people. You need to force testing strips on people because it's just going to get worse. There's just going to be more and more ODs um, of people who you didn't know. They're like, I didn't know he was a drug addict. Well, he's not. There's a lot of people that are ODing on this that, that's the biggest issue about fentanyl is that it's killing people who don't have any tolerance whatsoever. So they think that they're just, uh, you know, they're just dabbling in a little bit of, you know, Oh, I just like to party on the weekends, you know, I'm at a party or whatever. And then, you know, then, then it kills them. So provide testing strips like at the level of the, of these COVID tests, you know, because the number one killer of people like in their 20s and 30s is fentanyl. It's not COVID, it's fentanyl. Um, And then the other thing is you, private organizations, um, whether it be churches, whether whether it be uh, nonprofits, um, the government provide money um, do the same thing as like for college. You, you've got grants and scholarships. Set up grants and scholarships for people that get accepted, quote unquote, into accredited, into, you know, like not accredited, they're it's how, like legit rehabs. Not these fly by night shitty ones but like actual rehabs because it because 
you can try to, you know, it, and also you can make it available to where your health care coverage can, you know, covers rehab stays. Because the only people that are able to afford rehabs are rich kids and people who, you know, who get sent to rehab by their parents because they got in trouble or to clean up their act, not because they want to go. And these people, it's and rehab is being wasted on these fucking kids. They go to six and seven of them. They don't clean up because they don't want to. It's just, you know, they don't, they're doing it to appease somebody else. And that never works out. So rehab should be available to people who want to get help and who need, who, who need help. And if you're not going to make it cheaper, then you've got to give them opportunities to get there that's how i got help that's how i afford afforded rehab i got a grant because i was a needle user you know it was like there's there was a there was an organization that uh yeah it was like it it funded it um and they just need to reinstate the, those kind of programs and the thing about it is is that because that's that's the deal is just you know you're not going to be able to fix a problem because people need to it requires them wanting to do it and then a lot of the work that some people just won't do but there needs to be an availability of scholarship or grants or something to get into rehab because it basically because rehab costs as much as like a semester of college so that's yeah and I tell you the to go oh let me tell you about a wish list I wish this happened you know if I had ultimate power uh, just take that information so that if you see anybody if you see an organization or somebody coming up with ideas like this that they're pushing whether it be a politician although you know they say a lot of things but um, or a an organization that's going in this direction, know that that's a good direction and that you should support them. You should support that action. So testing and funding. Funding for rehab, testing strips, is the only way you're going to be able to fight fentanyl is to is to just is you know, to at least be safe because just arresting people after the fact is not going to slow any shit down. As long as there's a demand for drugs, there's going to be uh, fentanyl in said drugs. So um, that's that's what I had. That's my suggestion. Uh, appreciate you guys joining me this week. Um, this has been Still Sober with John Rabin. Uh, stillsoberpod at gmail.com for any uh, questions or comments that are positive to neutral and we'll see you next week later